everyone. Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Oh, shit, I'm sitting in an office building and it's it's a little weird for me. I feel like I might break out in a rash. I feel uncomfy about it. But I traveled here, which was maybe half a mile, to visit my good friend Alex Shankman, who is a Hollywood agent, which is probably not the way you normally say that, but I don't know, for people that don't know, it just sounds cooler. Um, who has been a, a friend of mine for many... Actually, you were one of my first friends in LA. Yeah, we met a, tw- 12 years ago. Oh, that is so long. It's a long time. It, you're, you're aging me. I feel like I've probably lied about my age at some point on this podcast. I, and I, now... I, I can call these, you, just, can call you out. <laughs> shit. You just... I'm going to put you on blast. <laughs> I've lived here for like seven years, but he's <laughs> he's lying. Um, yeah, I've known Speaking you for of, like... of putting you on blast, I'm glad that uh, you were only 10 minutes late to travel the half a block that you live away There's from my home. actually a reason for it. I typed in... Uh, whatever the address San Vicente on into my lift. Okay. Apparently need to type in North San Vicente because I looked up at one point and I was on Doheny heading towards Beverly Hills. For okay. the, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah you end I, up in Brentwood before you know it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, didn't type in the North part. <laughs> whatever. Sorry that I'm late. No worries. But it's great that your office is huge. Do you run laps around it? So we just expanded another 15,000 square feet. We have a lot of space now. Really? It's crazy. Why are you bragging? I'm not. It's, it's just it's exciting. Um, by the way, I should say his name again. Alex Shankman works at Abrams Agency. Longtime friend. Redhead. Don't hold it against him. <laughs> there, are, there are a few of us in Hollywood. Additionally Jewish. Well, that, yeah, that was a given. <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome to uh, our, our new offices. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we were in the Soho House building for decades. Uh-huh. So we've been here a year and a half. This one's way bigger. It's way... It's, at least twice the size. What are you doing with all the empty offices? There's like all these like cubicles that are empty over there. They're quickly filling. We literally, we finished construction like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we're hiring very rapidly. Would you like me to set up shop in there and do nothing like you're, I normally do? You're going to have to work better on timing because the oh, people that I'm work sorry. for me when they show up late, they, they, they're in a lot of trouble. I actually remember a long time ago, and this will be a tip for you guys if you ever want to move to Hollywood. I remember a long time ago, you told me that if someone's five minutes late, for like a lunch or a meeting or something, you just leave. Yes. And so I was panicked when I typed in the wrong address for my Uber. <laughs> I was like, Alex is going to be mad at me. I I make a point to be early to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am uh, here by like 7.30, 7.45 every morning. I'm just, I'm early to everything. I, it allows me to get things done. And, and when I go to lunches and meetings, it's just a sign of respect to just be there. I know. Um, that's not a knock on you. I'm just saying that's my <laughs> my philosophy. Yeah. So over the years, as you, especially when you show up early to things, when then people show up late and you're mm-hmm. sitting there burning all of this time, it can be very frustrating and it a is. bad use of time. So yeah. I'm pretty upfront with a lot of people, that, especially the, the crew here, like just be on time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be early, just be on time. But I have left lunches when people are disrespectful who is late do you want to name a name i, I don't want they they know because besides rachel I, o'brien <laughs> but uh it's it happens it's 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 an mo that that's worked for me over the years yeah so you've had a super interesting career i mean i find it very interesting Thank uh because you. you basically started an entire department at your agency yes uh i want to go like back back though so you moved to la from ohio did you know that you wanted to be an agent or did you know you wanted to be in entertainment or did you move here just? So I was 
in Columbus, Ohio at the time. I was working at two different startups. One was a nightclub that I had launched with a partner, and the other was a... I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was, I was co-running a nightclub, and with the same partner, we were running a, a startup called Swapalease.com. What was that? It was a vehicle lease assumption marketplace. If you wanted to get out of a lease, uh-huh. people could take over your lease for you. Or if you wanted to pick up a lease on a car but didn't want the whole three or five years, uh-huh. you could essentially assume the back half of somebody else's lease. Okay. So it was a great company. It's still around. Uh, actually, the CFO of our company here literally just used it to get rid of his car a couple months ago. Really? Uh, yeah, I'd like to get rid of my car. Yeah, Interesting. Look, on, look into it. Okay. But I, uh, you started that company. I didn't start it. My partner in the nightclub took over as the CEO at the same time we were launching the club. So Mm -hmm. I came on to run BizDev for the company. But I was doing those two jobs in uh, in Columbus, which were like the two coolest jobs I could have had at 22 years old. I'm fascinated by this. I didn't know this about you. (laughs) It was it was pre it was post OSU pre Hollywood me. So we had the startup, we had the 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 dot com and the nightclub, but it, it. my world there felt small because I, I was doing the coolest things I could imagine doing. At 22. I was, I was meeting everybody that I wanted to meet. I just, I wasn't sure what the next step was. Mm-hmm. So I took a trip out here to LA. Uh, it would have been August of 2003, right before my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was I, in kindergarten. You were, yeah, you were, you were still starring in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> 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 One of your credits we can delve into later. That's all I have. Anyways. And so I just met with a lot of people. I played kind of uh, the, 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 the Jewish connection game at one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, uh, college graduation parties. I was able to set up a handful of meetings with writers and agents and people for that one trip out here. And I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but it just seemed like everyone was having more fun than I was in Ohio. Okay. So within six weeks, I, we shut down the club. I phased myself to a consultant in the startup. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend at the time and I packed our stuff and literally just drove across the country. And I didn't know what I was coming here for. And I didn't necessarily intend on being here more than a year. Uh-huh. I just wanted to try it. And, it's so cool. And it just, it, it kind of worked out in a really interesting roundabout way. And the agency path is the one I started going down. And Was that your first job? Working at agency? Yeah, so it was funny. My my first day in LA was I had two job interviews that I set up through at the time of the UTA job list. Mm-hmm. They were both at talent agencies. They were both in the same office building and one of them was Abrams and it just worked out. So within two weeks of moving to LA, I started at Abrams and, and other than a four and a half year kind of hiatus where I went and did something different, mm-hmm. I've been here my whole, the whole time in LA. What, um, what what department were you in when you first started at Abrams? So I started in the mailroom. I I had no idea. You know, coming from Ohio, you don't know what an agent is, what they do. You don't know what the difference is between a commercial or a theatrical. You, mm-hmm. you, just, you just don't know. So you start. I started in the mailroom and and started learning kind of what everybody did here. Mm-hmm. The problem was what what was really kind of picking up steam was this reality thing, mm-hmm. and we didn't have that division. Okay. Most agencies didn't. You know that was. 03 going into 04 that was the year really survivor big brother the simple life american idol and maybe a handful of others were around uh-huh it was a it was exciting yeah it was sexy um no one really knew if it was a fad or not most mm-hmm. people assumed it was but that it was interesting to me and so did you go you gravitated towards that yeah so i 
I, uh, I think it was probably by way of showing up really early every day. Uh, the only person that, that beat me in was Harry Abrams, who's still is the only person that, that, that will occasionally beat me in. Um, that's really cool, actually. It's, it's amazing. Because uh, that just shows like that's why he has this huge company, because he worked that hard. And that just shows how you, well, you'll explain how you started a division, because you, were, you worked that hard. You were the first person in. It's, it matters. Yeah. It, it matters, and he's been doing it for, frankly, longer than I've been alive. And he doesn't even need to do it anymore. Doesn't have to do it. And he but still does still it. Does oh, it. that's cool. He literally beat me in this morning and, and, and made a point to call me out on it. That's hilarious. Um, but it's, so I think it was in those early days, mm-hmm. he and I forged a relationship. He was, he was being very, uh, he served as a mentor, as an advisor and, and all of that. Again, I was in the mailroom and there mm-hmm. wasn't a department for me to go into to help launch hosting or reality. There wasn't somebody for me to assist because we just weren't doing it. Yeah. So he and I would meet every Friday morning at like 7.30 in the morning and talk about reality and talk about hosting and talk about that business. And ultimately, within a few months of, of being at the agency, they gave me the, the effective equivalent of a cubicle, uh-huh. a computer, and a phone. I had no clients. I had no buyers. But he was like, go for it. Start a reality department. And, and That's so uh, cool. It's, it, it was pretty wild. I mean, it's been a wild ride. So you started the entire reality department here? Yes. And that would have been... At this point, that would have been 2004 that we officially... So you were 23 when you did that? Or 24? I think I would have been 24 by that point. That's insane. It's like a really cool Hollywood story. In the sense of like... It was wild. And you've been here ever since. Well, then I... So I was here from from 2003 to 2009. Mm -hmm. And then when I turned 30, I just kind of lost my mind and decided to go into the startup and digital realm and, mm-hmm. and resigned. And Why did you lose your mind? Were you just burnt out of it? Of I, I genuinely think my 30th birthday impacted me much more, much more strongly than I expected. And what I are you going to do on your 40th? I don't know. And it's, co- it's coming up. I'm only two years out. Why did your 30th impact you so much? I... I loved my twenties. I did some amazing things, and you know, from the nightclub to launching a department to doing all the cool events and things that Hollywood allowed me to do as being a young agent in the business, mm-hmm. um, which is when we met. Yeah. But going into thirty, you know, I started thinking: Is this the rest of my life? Is mm-hmm. is what I'm doing today what I wanted in my thirties and my forties? And right around then was when uh, MySpace was was blowing up mm-hmm. and. And by way of that digital was blowing up, YouTube launched on the on the backbone of, of MySpace, and I was just intrigued. Yeah. And so you know, I thought, well, maybe if my twenties was my talent agency decade, uh, my thirties will be my digital media mm-hmm. decade. At the time, didn't necessarily realize that I could combine the two. Uh huh. Because we were we were playing in the digital space at the time, but there was no money in it. Yeah. So I just decided MySpace was cool, but it was a little bit too cluttered with. Uh, funny puppy videos and wedding videos. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I was going to go uh, partner up with my same business partner from back in the nightclub days and launch gotcast.com, which was kind of my space for talent. Okay. So I left and, and it was kind of great, but it was, I left 10 days before my 30th birthday. I feel like you lived your 20s so big that that's why you like settled down later and like, or like earlier than some people do. Like, like you're married now and you, yep. you have a kid and uh, it's like you don't have um, 
like uh, Lost Boy syndrome at all, or not Lost Boy. What is it like? Like the Peter Pan or something. Yeah, Peter Pan. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have that syndrome where because a lot of Hollywood dudes do, where they just keep, and maybe it's because you you lived such a big life when you were really young that you settled down fairly early. It, you know what was interesting was, and this was not by design, but in in the. 2000s when I was a young agent and reality was first getting off the ground mm-hmm. all all the cable networks that were hiring TV hosts mm-hmm. their primary requirement was attractive mm-hmm. slash can hold a microphone and speak well <laughs> and uh, there, there wasn't a lot of credits that you would have because there wasn't that many hosts with experience etc yeah. and, and, and almost all of these these talent were female it was just E yeah. and MTV and VH1 and all these guys that were hiring were hiring mm-hmm. essentially beautiful women yeah so my entire client roster was beautiful women. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So and 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 it wasn't. <laughs> I used to go out with you guys. But it was it wasn't it, it, as convenient as that was, and ultimately became for my social life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't by design. It was by way of that was what my buyers wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was what I signed. Yeah. But because and I that's who you hung out with. That was who I hung out yeah. with was my clients because I was new to town. I didn't know anybody. I, yeah. I knew my clients. Um, and so by way of of only knowing and only socially being out with effectively beautiful women, mm-hmm. I got invited to so many things that I had no business being at. I was, you know, hanging out at Playboy Mansion parties and, you know, private jets to this and that and, and you know, different different private parties in Aspen for New Year's or, or South Beach for New Year's. I, I had no business being at as a 24 or 25-year-old. <laughs> but I did get a lot of that craziness out of my system. And so by the time I turned 30, I'm like... You know, every every Midwestern boy's dream of private jets and beautiful women in Playboy mansions. I, you know, check, check, You'd check. Done it, yeah. So I was trying to figure out what was the next 10 years of my career. Yeah. And so, so maybe, and maybe it was all tied together. How often do you think about your socks? If you're like, I used to be, not much. But I recently discovered socks that changed the way I'll think about socks forever. They're called Bombas. And they're just really the most comfortable socks ever. They come in many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. They look great at the gym, at the office, or out on the town. Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas p- purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Keep cool, keep comfortable, and keep contributing with the best socks in the history of feet. I couldn't agree more. And I have an offer for my listeners. Buy one pair or four at bombas.com slash be here today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash be here for 20% off. Bombas.com slash be here. Um, by the way, side note, Alec and I met because I attended a hosting class that um, some some ladies taught uh, and Alec was like a guest speaker on. And then I recognized him at a club uh, maybe a few weeks later. I don't know. At Ledoux. The only club I've ever liked. It was <laughs> Ledoux was a great, a great club. I hate clubs, but it was a good one. It was like it a, was fun. The Studio 54 of like yeah. the modern era for a and, while there. And this was, I don't know, you, you'd you lived here for several years before by then. I mean, I was probably 20, 21. I, I had a fake ID when I first moved here. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I saw him in a club. And I was like, hey, I don't know. Was I trying to be like, hey, do you want to sign me? What, why did I say hi to you? No, you were you were just being very social. Yeah, we had met we had met days or weeks before. and, and uh, Did you remember me from the class? I don't think either of us expected to see each other there. And mm-hmm. there was like, I know, I remember there being like a bit out of context scenario, but then like when, when we put it together, it was very, I was happy to see you. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I represented at the time the guys that own Ledoux. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. You did. 
And that was another part of my craziness in my 20s was I represented. And that's how you got me the job at Ketchup. So the only, that's like, right. well, I had two waitress jobs when I lived in LA, or I still live in LA. And one was at this place called Social, which didn't last long. And then I w- worked for a year at this place called Ketchup. And at a point, I will tell the story of why I was the worst server ever. But I forgot that you got me the job there because those guys owned that restaurant too. Yeah, so they... You know, that was another interesting part of my client base was was there was a lot of these shows popping up like The Hills and Laguna mm-hmm. Beach and all these shows where they needed to access hot Hollywood clubs. Mm-hmm. And I represented all of them, all, yeah. the, all the nightclub owners. So we would do these fun deals for them as well. But yeah, Mike and Lonnie and Sylvan and those guys at the time were clients and, and I was at Ledoux all, all of the time. I mean, yeah. in my 20s, I was out like six or seven nights a week. Jesus. So yeah, well, that was... How's your liver? I know. <laughs> It was, it, what's amazing is uh, in my 20s, I could go out six or seven nights a week till all hours of the night and I was fine the next day. I'd mm-hmm. get up early. I was still the first person in and, and it was amazing. Yeah. In my 38s, you know, going on 40 here, last night I was at the Hollywood Bowl for an event and and I was only, I was home by 9.30. I'm uh-huh. still like very, very tired. Today. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm always tired though. So I, I get that. I have to go to bed early. I think last night I was in bed by like 11, which is like somewhat late, but I had, I, I went out, but I was like, I tapped out at 11. I was like, it's bedtime. It happens. I'm, yeah. I've always been like that though. I don't know. I've never, no, you know that I've never been able to party until super late. I like to drink, of course, yep. but I'm not a late partier. All right. Fair enough. I'm, I am like nine o'clock bedtime guy now. Well, yeah, you have a child and a wife and you yes. live in Calabasas. Yes. I, it's a... I live in West Hollywood and I do comedy for a living where... You know, I'm supposed to be up late and I'm still like, <laughs> all right, I'm good. I'm going to go to bed right after my set. It's, have one it, cocktail. Our jobs dictate our, our, our nights and our mornings. It's tough. Does your, does, does your wife know about your um, like Playboy Mansion private jet past? Yeah. Like she's met a lot of the girls. that She's I was, lovely, by the way. I'm saying that like to my listeners, like she's amazing. I'm just curious if like, if you like smoothed it over like, oh yeah, no, I just... Cause well, you, and you weren't like a man whore or anything. No. You didn't hook up with any of these people, but you're you lived a lavish life. Yeah, I was very responsible. I I learned early on that your reputation in the city was everything. Yeah. Um, you know we're we're watching. That's such good advice, people. It, if you're listening, write that down. It, it, we're watching without delving too deeply into it. You know we're, we're watching it unfold right now with Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the guy went from top mogul last week to unemployed this week to TMZ headline every every minute on the so crazy. This, today um your reputation is everything i did not want to be the guy that was leveraging my job into you know my my dating life because mm-hmm. it's embarrassing Pe- and people know it's, i'm surprised that harvey weinstein got away with it for so long it's maybe just publicly in the media like it finally came out but people must have known well there, there are people that that again like there, there's all these cases of bill cosby and and weinstein and 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 many others that have been a very high profile powerful hollywood folks that mm-hmm. um who knows you know who knows yeah but, but in my case i didn't want that reputation i knew that yeah. that would sink me if i played that card the wrong way very mm-hmm. early on I was always very respectful. That was why a lot of my female clients would invite me to those opportunities. They yeah. knew that I would be there as their friend and as their agent, not as their yeah. uh, anything else. So, but my wife, you know, she she's heard all all the stories and and you know she she was a model in her twenties and and did all yeah. sorts of fun crazy stuff too. Yeah. Oh, she, that's cool. 
Yeah, so she's we have, she's everyone's, gorgeous. Everyone's got a history, and 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 but nothing that scandalous. But yeah. I've, I've told her the stories, and she's met a lot of the girls that I represented in those days. Yeah. Well, you never did anything scandalous. No, it was all, it just like on paper, it looks like it could have been. It sounds crazy, and 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 because because I was very respectful is is why I kept getting all those invites. Which is super smart. Now, okay, so I'm sure like some of my listeners are probably many of them would maybe like to think about like, okay, if I moved to Hollywood, maybe, maybe I'd like to be an actor. Maybe I'd like to be a host or, or on a reality show or whatever. What would be your advice for that? Like, so you, you have to really, really, really want to do it. Um, like if you're not a hundred percent serious, if you're not ready to quit whatever you're doing, wherever you live, move to LA, literally risk it all, probably eat ramen noodles and live in a crappy apartment and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and bend over backwards to do everything that you possibly can to make it work. Like, don't, don't, don't do it. It's That's too hard. The exact advice I give people. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's, there's, there's no reason to do it unless you, you love it to your core. Like you want to do it so bad where you just can't not do it. Yeah. Then there's no reason. Like if the people that say like, all right, I'm going to move to LA. And like, if it doesn't work out in five years, I'll move. Well, you're not going to make it. Yeah, it's I get people my entire career. I've gotten people that will email me. say, I live in Michigan. I'm considering moving to L.A. to to start acting. Can can you uh, give me some advice? Or I live in Michigan or Ohio. Not to pick on Michigan. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> or Oregon, yeah, or Oregon. And I'm considering I want to be an agent. Uh, can you circulate my resume? And my first response to all of these people is call me when you're in L.A. Because if you're not even willing to make the move, yeah, you know, like no one's going to take you. That's seriously. really cool that you actually respond to people. Random people will email you, and you respond. I respond to everybody that I can, as long as it's a thoughtful inquiry. Yeah. Um, I mean, we get all sorts of inappropriate inquiries about clients and whatever else all day long. But but if someone asks me for advice, I typically respond. Yeah. Uh, but it's if if you are living in another state. If you are looking for someone to hire you before you get here, if you are looking to have an acting job that pays your rent, just don't. Yeah. Um, but once you're here, once you've risked it all, you're you know I, I did that. I sold my stuff. I packed up my our, you know my girlfriend at the time and her two cats and mm-hmm. my Camry and we drove across country. Mm-hmm. I had no money. I had no job. I had no one you know no one looking to do anything. I actually went so far as. I had already changed my phone number to a 323 area code before I moved to California. That's pretty smart. Because that way I even looked local. Yeah. And I was submitting for jobs from the road. So when people were calling me, and that was how I set up my Abrams interview from the road. What a good hustler. It just looked like I was local and they they set the interview. Yeah. So I made sure I was in LA by the time that interview happened. But uh, if you're playing it a different way, it's not going to work. And and chances are, even if you're here, it's not going to work. The odds are bad. But yeah. But when it does work it's amazing yeah well i think i think as i think as long as you stick it out i think it ends up happening right or do you think it's possible that people can still stick it out and it doesn't happen for them as so i guess it depends because you ever heard that like um harrison ford quote i think i think it was him where someone asked him uh, in an interview like how did you make it and he was like well i moved here with uh, you know a group of 10 friends or something and um after three years two of them left after five years Three more left after what did Isaac, and uh, I stuck around. And I think, do you think that that's possible for everyone, or do you think that it's possible that you could just keep trying and it never happens? I think it's it, it depends on your level of success. I mean, as as a as a talent, if you are comfortable doing doing things that don't 
necessarily make you famous, that don't necessarily make you uh, rich, that don't necessarily put you in, you know, under the brightest of lights. There's work out there. If you stick around long enough, you, you can do that. You yeah. can get by and maybe you, it's not paying your bills and maybe you have to have a, a, a day job and then you're working um, at night or vice versa. But if your goal is fame and fortune, mm-hmm. it's not going to work just because you stick around. Yeah. It, you know, often what's kind of crazy and I think this drives a lot of traditional talent crazy is, is my unscripted talent. Mm-hmm. You know, my guys from a, a wicked tuna or a swamp people or a, or a gold rush or, or, you know, any of those shows, none of them live in LA. Mm-hmm. None of them really visit LA very often. They're, uh, they were found because of their profession. They were doing exactly what they've done their whole lives, doing exactly what they do their whole careers. And it just so happened that a TV show made a lot of sense for them at the time, but they weren't chasing it. Yeah. All of a sudden they're superstars on a high rated show making TV money. I think that's infuriating to a lot of people that move to LA mm-hmm. specifically to end up on TV, but there's different paths. And, and, and that, I can see how that would be very frustrating. I've 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 made peace with that though. Yeah. I mean, because cause I guess I'm partially associated with the reality show, but but a lot of people made like a lot of like comedians sort of made fun of me when I started doing Vanderpump, like oh you're a sellout, and I'm like and and frankly it's it's worked out. Sure. I mean it's and and now I you know I it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore when they make fun of because I'm like well that's weird that yeah, you know I can I can bring a crowd to a show and you can't. No, it's, <laughs> you know? it, there's always haters. So but you you if you want to get on TV, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be because, you know, some major director's calling to put you in the starring role. You have to mm-hmm. be open. And and now it's digital media that's dictating so much of what's happening as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually credit your advice though. So Alec did. So when I first started doing Vanderpump, um, I call Alec was the first person I called when they approached me and I was like, do you think I should do this? And you basically told me, use it, leverage it, but don't, basically don't embarrass yourself don't make yourself a main cast member just you basically told me to do exactly what i have been doing which is associate yourself with it but don't actually 100 embarrass yourself on it and i and frankly it was your advice and you've and you've helped me every single season every single season alec has done my deal for the show which is where i don't take any money because uh, you're my lowest paying client yeah zero (laughs) dollars i don't take any money because in that case if i did take money i would have to actually you know, maybe do what they asked me to do. Sure. And yeah, that's, that's fantastic advice. Thank you, Alec. Everyone does reality TV for different reasons. And, you know, you have to be very honest with yourself as to why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. In your case, you weren't doing it to become known as a, a wild and crazy bartender on a Bravo show. You, yeah. were, you, you had different reasons and, and yeah. you, it was for it. notoriety for comedy, but also they, they were my friend. I mean, they were my friends. Yeah. There was, it was, like, there was, it was authentic. Yeah. But, um, but I think you've done, You've, you've done it exactly perfectly. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, so back to your career. Let's stop talking about me. Um, what? Okay, so what exactly are you doing now? We, we talked about the past. So the division, I'm back at Abrams. I, you know, I, I, I came back here almost four years ago at this point, which was wild how time flies again. So the second tour, to do, tour of duty is almost <laughs> as long as my first at this point. You've been back four years now? It'll be four years in February, so it's, it's quickly approaching. Um, the division that I oversee here is pretty, is, is kind of a, a, a broad, robust umbrella at this point, but it involves reality TV, mm-hmm. digital media, and then branding and licensing. Mm-hmm. So we have 11 oh. people on the LA team already in, in the short while that I've been back. It's been mm-hmm. growing very quickly. 
uh, the, the, the agents focus on different areas and it runs the gamut from representing reality talent, showrunners and production companies in the unscripted space mm-hmm. to a wide variety of digital media influencers across really every vertical. So it's gaming, beauty, lifestyle, DIY, fashion, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the branding and, and licensing side, we're doing merchandising deals in every product category from booze to books to T-shirts and hats to fashion to coffee to you name it. Mm-hmm. Do you have to like pay attention to everything that's going on on the internet to find all these people? Um, we have to be very aware of, of the different platforms. We mm-hmm. have to be aware of what's working, what isn't. There's a lot of variables. You know, you can have an enormous audience but not be brand friendly or monetizable. Mm-hmm. You can have a small audience and be incredibly monetizable or brand friendly. So what's working? Um, you know, each category is different. I'd say that the area where brands are most comfortable spending substantial amounts of money continues to be lifestyle and beauty. Mm-hmm. These makeup tutorials and, and, and other types of influencers in that category, they're catering to a female audience of young, impressionable yeah. women. It's all positive content. It's brand friendly. It's getting people hooked on a product that they might buy the rest of their life. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, but you know, gaming and esports is becoming a very big vertical for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we work in, in home design and fashion, et cetera. And it's, it's just finding the best of the best in each category. Mm-hmm. So we, that's, that's our goal. Should I start doing makeup tutorials? Yes. Drunken makeup tutorials. Yeah, that's that's just going to be annoying for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's a big business. I know it is, but I don't think I'm good enough at it. I can just do a good winged eyeliner. Who knows? Oh, who TBD. Knows? TBD. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit too about like, you know, for any for anyone that moves here, in terms of you know they trying to make it, but also the you like navigated the dating life very well. Like you didn't you weren't a douchebag. You you had nice long term girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Just explain a little bit of the dating world in L.A. So, because I, I find I find your dating life a little fascinating. It's the maybe because I'm just newly single and I never. <laughs> You're right. You just want advice. Help me. Um, <laughs> honestly, the dating life in L.A. was was is, is a weird thing. It it's it's fun in so much as you know, like where I, where I'm from in Cleveland. By 22, 23, 24, you're, you're kind of just accounted for. You're, you're, you've graduated college. Yeah. You've taken the job that you're probably going to be in for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. You've, you've found the person that you're going to marry and have kids with, and, and things happen at a much younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, out here, you're on a very different timeline. Oh, I'm sorry, and just take a step back. But there's also just not them, that many options. There isn't an enormous influx of people your same age that keep showing up every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I liken it sometimes to like a train station where... Um, some point you're going to get on one of those trains Mm -hmm. and you're going to ride it if not forever for a long period of time when you're in a market where or a city where there aren't a lot of trains you find the one that looks good and and you jump on it and you know let's let's hope it works out (laughs) in la it's uh, almost actually frankly more endearing than what happens in la well, LA, there's just a lot of trains flying by. Yeah. Right? So, so you have a thousand trains a minute flying by. They're all beautiful and shiny and pretty and, mm-hmm. and clever and funny and have a lot of money and drive nice cars and whatever, you know, whatever you're looking for. There's a lot of trains with that. Yeah. But, you know, at some point you just got to hopefully find a train that you want to jump on and, 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 uh, and, and ride for a while. And, and, and not, I don't mean that in, in a gross way, but, but, <laughs> no, um, but, you know, I've always, I like being in relationships. Mm-hmm. I moved out here in the midst of a very long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in single for a few years and then got into another long-term relationship where I was actually engaged for mm-hmm. a bit. 
and then had another year of being single and and you know now i'm very happily married and we have a kid and, but so but what do you think makes you different like why because there's a lot of dudes that just stay being single and then they end up kind of douchey like what what makes you could because you could you could have the option of being like that i think that if you are the type of person that has something that you can leverage uh, inappropriately, be that power, be that money, be that influence, be that whatever that might be, mm-hmm. and you're okay doing that, mm-hmm. um, then you'll you'll be single perhaps forever, and you'll just keep enjoying doing that, right? And and or you'll be miserable, but pretend like you're enjoying it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and and you and I have both seen a lot of those people. Uh, you know, when you and I were in our twenties, going out to the nightclub we were sitting next to people in their fifties at the same club and mm-hmm. they were there just as often as we were. Ugh, so depressing. Um, I was in my early twenties. He was in his late twenties, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, d- I have always, you know, I'm, I'm an Ohio Midwest guy. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids. I was always looking for that. Mm-hmm. It didn't stop me from dating plenty and, and, you know, getting to, to, to enjoy that experience while I was mm-hmm. single. But, um, but that wasn't my end game. That was, yeah. very, it was very much a means to an end. And, and, uh, so I kind of ran every date that I went in through that filter. I, I wasn't trying to be the Hollywood guy. Yeah. Cause you're not a douche. You're a good dude. <laughs> Thank you. Is that, that's what it boils down to, I guess. Maybe it's, but that, I, but, but you know what? There's some people that, that it just kind of, it gets the best of them and, and there's just a lot of opportunity. And, and even if you don't start out, if you're the guy in that scenario and you mm-hmm. don't necessarily start out trying to be, um, uh, you know, taking advantage Sometimes it just it it just gets the best of you. Do you think that people come to LA and they can completely change who they were before, or do you think that maybe heightens what they already were? Meaning, like a good like a good a good guy or a good girl could change because of LA, or do you think they were already sort of like scumbags and then they moved to LA and it just heightens what they already were? I mean, I I I, I think at people's core they don't change. I think you can certainly create a facade or an avatar of a new character that you want to play. I mean, I, I do think that you can be scorned or burned enough that it jades you and and, and taints you in, in 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 bad ways. But I think at our cores we we are who we are once we're an adult, and mm-hmm. and in certain cases, you know, if if you have too many drinks, that comes through. If you have too much money, that comes through. If you have too much freedom to to kind of think that you're going to be able to get away with something it just those eccentricities those nuances come out yeah but i don't i don't don't think people change yeah yeah all right okay i'm gonna let you go soon because i know that you have to and i was late but i had two more questions yeah of course um if if there was someone that wanted to move out here and and they wanted to to you know maybe build a platform before they came out here what would you suggest that they do so you know, I think that the the, the new I guess in entertainment or sorry, in, in talent and business. I mean, right now the if you're if you're there's that expression you got to skate where the puck is going, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're looking to kind of be investing in an area where where the opportunities are, right now there's an amazing way to make a lot of money, especially if you're a younger uh, individual looking to get in the business by way of just leveraging digital and social media. Mm-hmm. So if you find something that you love, uh, be that beauty, fashion, sports, whatever that might be, and start to, to just start doing that online on a platform that you love, mm-hmm. um, you can build an audience. And, and with that audience, you have a lot of power. 
and so I think that if you're living somewhere outside of LA and you are looking to kind of make a lot of money, uh, social media and digital media are, are a great way to go. Mm-hmm. But if your passion is still traditional acting or traditional um, writing or directing, then then take advantage of every opportunity you have wherever it is that you live. Mm-hmm. Get experience. Don't come out here with an empty resume. Come out here with as full of a resume totally. as you can. Mm-hmm. And then hit the ground running. Right. Submit to festivals. Yeah. Be in anything you can. Well, that's when people ask me, like, all right, I want to be a comedian. What should I do? I'm like, get up on stage as much as you possibly can. Let, if it's if it's a bar, fine. If, they, if it's an open mic at a bar, if it's a campground. I performed at a campground like a month ago. Yeah. And I'm a professional comedian. Like, I, I will get up any possible way that I can. Just do it. Yeah. You never know who's in the room. You know, I mean, as as perhaps fun as, or... or, uh, or who knows how it sounds that I was out six or seven nights a week. Um, I wasn't doing it because I really enjoyed drinking. Like that wasn't yeah. my move. And, and in fact, most of the time I wasn't drinking. Yeah. I was doing it because it was, it created an environment mm-hmm. where I met a lot of really interesting people mm-hmm. and I was able to build a multi-million dollar business in my young twenties at an age where most people, most of my peers were still working in the mailroom. Uh-huh. I was able to build a very real business by way of just being at all the right places mm-hmm. and meeting people that, you know, taking every opportunity to meet people and, mm-hmm. and build my, my network. I totally agree with you. I make a lot of jokes about the fact that like, Oh, I drink a lot, but like, frankly, I go out and say yes to everything just because it's, you never know who you're going to meet. And, and, and honestly, most nights that I do, I like, uh, last Saturday I was exhausted. I didn't really feel like going out, but some friends invited me out and I was like, fine, I'll go. And then I went to Chaconis to meet them, and all of a sudden we're dining with Larry David, yep. and 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 there was a bunch of g- girls around the table who were trying to get his attention and like you know whatever because obviously everyone's trying to get his attention, and I waited, I waited the entire dinner until I like locked eyes with him, and finally I was like, hey, uh, I saw you at the Laugh Factory at least recently doing Kevin Nealon's show, like you were great, da da da, and then he's like, are you a comic? I'm like, yeah, and he's like, oh, and then we just started talking about comedy, and I'm like, had I not gone out that night? Yeah. Totally. Like, well, I mean, you and I met because we were both out that night. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I now make zero dollars in commission from. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I th- I think, but but a lot of my closest friendships, you, you know, like you and I have been friends a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the entire. You were one of my first LA. friends in LA. Yeah. And you know, there's there's a couple that that we introduced who got married as an indirect result of us being out that night, right? Like, there's so true. There, a lot of the greatest things happen just by being there and being ready and meeting people and you always meet someone interesting even if they're not like i'm not just saying like famous people i'm saying you always meet someone yeah Uh, and And that can happen even if you don't live in la anywhere you go probably like be be available you know be opportunistic Mm -hmm. in in, 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 i mean that in a good way not in a a bad way but um you just you have to have your mind ready and and in in turn don't be drunk all the time because because that was a big part of it was i couldn't have done what i did if i was hung over every morning mm-hmm, totally um, i couldn't have met the people that i met if i was drunk every night nothing about my social life was be- was substance driven it was entirely social and professional mm-hmm. driven it was also a lot of fun yeah um but it but you know it was being in those rooms and 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 doing what i did that that really helped me build my career and a lot of my my peers in various parts of the business that have done something similar it's, it's the same stuff it's it's mm-hmm. you know if you're at those oscars or grammys or or after parties and you're you know you have the right hat on and you're you're networking mm-hmm. who knows what comes of it and you have to be good i think i think that i think 
like a good person. I do think that that people can go out and do all those things and sort of be like scummy people and it doesn't necessarily work out in the way that totally. it worked out for you. Like that always will rise to the top no yeah. matter what. You can I mean Harvey Weinstein maybe he well, he got away with it for a long time but it eventually always rises to Yeah, the r- real life catches up with you no matter who you are and mm-hmm. and you know we see that every day and and but at the same time you know if you're a good person and you help people out and you you try to do good things in the world it it, it comes back mm-hmm. we should write like a quote about this okay All right. <laughs> on the back of your piece of paper yeah thank you so much for doing this i did it almost exactly 40 minutes which is the time you had it's 39 minutes and 32 seconds right now that's that very impressive I'm, well i'm a genius <laughs> I, I like i like that about you. do you want to say your socials or do you care i don't care why I, I I monetize other people's socials. If you want to find me, I think I'm literally the only Alec Shankman in the world. So, just, how is that possible? I don't know. Wait, you, you spell Alec because Shankman's a popular last name. It, if you, it's maybe the combination. But I've, if you mm. Google my name, I'm the only one that'll come up. And I so, if I'm the only one, I, probably not. I doubt it. You know what? Let's <laughs> stop bragging. All right, thank you so much for doing this, Alec. It was my pleasure. Bye.